0: As uh, I've sent out uh, the links there for the meetings in Yuba-Sutter, uh, that was, that just, I told Gabe, and I put it in the bulletin, and I'll tell you again. That's just heavy on my heart the last few days, uh, Gabe being up there. I, I hope the Lord blesses the state of California mightily through that and teaches his people something. In, in clarity and simplicity, and I just—I don't know why. I mean, I begged for that yesterday, and, and told him I was begging for it. And then afterwards, I thanked him, and I said, "Well, he did this—this this poor sinner. If he didn't, anybody else." I—I pr- I pray for this state. I pray for this nation. Uh, our leaders. I pray for this world, and that, that, that all would would know Christ. I pray for your souls, and I pray for those I don't even know when the Lord puts it on me. Um, And I I was talking to Brother Fred the other day. There'll come a day, those that I earnestly love and pray for, and and the Lord won't work in them. and He'll condemn them to hell for eternity, and I won't have sin in me. And as they walk through that judgment, he'll say, depart from me, I never knew you. And I'll say, amen, that's right. Good. I can't enter into that. I don't know what that'll be like. Be something. Won't it? Genesis 31. Genesis 31. I guess what I was getting while we have the opportunity to pray for those outside of Christ, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's seek peace and and pray for those that despitefully use us. We'll see that in a minute. Genesis 31, we remember that Jacob has been a picture at times, (laughs) right, at times. He's been a picture of Christ. He was with his father, and he was entitled to great wealth. Everything was his. It was his inheritance with his father. But he had a bride, and so he traveled a long way by himself, traveled a great distance for a bride. And he became a servant to redeem that bride, to buy her, to make her his own. And he did. She was his rightfully. Rightfully. And it says in Genesis 31, verse 17. Then Jacob rose up, and he set his sons and his wife upon camels. They're going to leave. I had a man ask me one time, I said, how in the world could I ask my wife to leave this place to go sit underneath the gospel? I said, like this, get in the car, honey, we're leaving. How in the world could Jacob take away that home of those his children? His, that's the only grandparents he's ever known. That's all his wives has ever known is living there. How in the world could he have them get on camels and leave that place? He set them up on camels. <laughs> he said, now come on now. Get on the camel, and he carried away all his cattle, and all his goods which he had gotten, and the cattle of his getting, which he had gotten in Pandarema, for to go to Isaac his father in the land of Canaan. Everything that was rightfully his, he packed it up. Now, when he went there, he went on foot, four hundred and seventy-eight miles, or whatever they think it is, long way. He went there on foot, just him. That's easy. You put a, a toothbrush and a stick of theodor in the backpack. I'll go anywhere. Just up and go. Well, you're going to pack your whole family. Pack everything you own and move to be with your father. That's a lot of work, a lot, a lot of trial, a lot of strength is needed, a lot of struggle. Or oh, what our Lord did. Jacob commanded his house as Abraham commanded his house, as Isaac commanded his house. Jacob commanded his house, and he takes his family and everything he's owned to the promised land, to his father, just as Christ does, just as he does. People quote that in Joshua 24 horribly. People say, well, the scriptures say that. You don't know what the heck you're talking about. You might want to be quiet. they so, say, well, as for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord, right? Like it's a choice. In Joshua 24, it begins in verse 2. It says, Thus saith the Lord God to Israel. So the Lord starts speaking. The quotation begins there. And it goes through verse 15 that says, And if it seem evil to you to serve the Lord, choose this day whom you'll serve. Whether the gods which be of your fathers that served on the other side of the flood or the God of the Amorites. You can have that false god. You can have this false god. Do what you want. But as for me and my house, we going to serve the Lord. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. In the quotations, and the people answered, because God was speaking. Joshua was telling what God said. And God says, for me and my house, we're serving the Lord. We're going to. I'm going to take you by the hand. We're going to do it. Now, what example has he given us? All within our power, we, we command our house to observe the Lord, don't we? You're 18 years old, son. You'll be 19 soon. You can vote. But as you're in my house, now we're going to worship God. Uh, there's important things that happen on Wednesdays and Sundays for you all in your lives. I understand that. But now I know God, and we're going to serve him. And you're out on your own, that's your business. But while you're here, you're going to do what I tell you. We're going to serve him. As a man, as a sinner saved by grace, Jacob was doing this stuff. He was packing up getting out of Dodge in fear. He says later on, he said, I did it because I was scared. <laughs> Why would you leave the middle of the night? I was scared. He did it in unbelief. He was scared of man, not fearing God, and he's getting his family out of there. But the Lord used it, didn't he? Look here in verse 19. And Laban went to shear his sheep, and Rachel had stolen the images that were her father's. Later it says her gods. She stole some of his gods. And he started out probably with paper gods, right? And then he upgraded because Jacob come around. He was getting blessed. He was profiting off of this fellow, this hard-working fellow man, industrious man, isn't he? And he started getting a little more. So now he's upgraded to wooden gods, didn't he? Well, it's high living now for this fellow. He's got golden gods. (laughs) He just keeps upgrading his decorations, doesn't he? But she stole them. Rachel stole the images that were her father's. And Jacob stole away unawares to Laban, the Syrian, in that he told him not that he fled. It says he stole away. Well, he just, it was right for him to leave. He wasn't under contract, everything he took was his. He just commanded his house and up and left says he stole away. You know what's right. Verse 21, so he fled with all that he had, and he rose up and passed over the river and set his face toward the mountain Gilead. He ran. (laughs) He ran away. The Lord had told him years ago he was with him, and he said, I'm not going to leave you. I'm with you. And now he speaks to Jacob again and tells him to head home. Up in verse 3, it says, The Lord said unto Jacob, Return unto the land of thy fathers and to thy kindred, and I'll be with you. He said before he's going to be with him. He said this time he's going to be with him. He said, You go home. I'm with you. You know who I am. You know what power I have. You know I'm holy. You've experienced this. I'm with you. Go home. And now Jacob's running. Scared. Jacob tried to leave six years before, didn't he? But it wasn't time. The Lord's timing is impeccable. It's amazing, isn't it? It wasn't the Lord's time six years before that. So he had six years of grief. It looked like business was booming. He said, "Well, I'm gonna, I'll keep all the speckled sheep." And then all the sheep come out speckled, and Laban said, "No, no, 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 uh, I, I'm gonna keep the speckled sheep. You get the spotted sheep. <laughs> the size of the spots matter." It's okay. And then every sheep that come out was big spots. And then there's all brown. And then there's all ring straight. And whatever it was, God blessed him in spite of himself. And Laban kept changing the rules, then <laughs> kept trying to make himself benefit. But that war wore thin. All Laban's sons that was walking watching Jacob's sheep, they said, that this is just out outrageous. This fella's profiting. He's gonna get all the glory. You're the head honcho. <laughs> you're the boss, you're the founder of this land. <laughs> You need the glory. I said, you ain't going to let him get by with that, are you? And, oh, he saw in their look. He looked people in the eye. He knew what they was doing. He saw the resentment in their eyes. He didn't find favor. He wasn't forgiven where that resentment's taken away. There was resentment placed there. And now he's miserable. And through those of his very own house, those of his very, that's his family, isn't it? That's his father-in-law and his wife's cousins and stuff. God gave that trial to the point where Jacob was glad to leave. He did it in unbelief and fear and all those things, but he was glad to leave. When God corrects his children, he knows the outcome. Job talked about that. He said he knows my ways of his correction. Uh, I correct my children, and I hope there's an outcome. (laughs) I want it to happen this way. I want to teach him something, but it may happen that way. It may not. Uh, I may do everything the Lord says in his word the best I can, uh, and it may not work out the way I want it to. But when he corrects his child, he knows the end. He knows exactly what it's going to accomplish. And so he sent this trial to Jacob, and Jacob says, I'm ready to go. <laughs> we'll pack up hightail it out of here. Anyway, verse 22, And it was told Laban on the third day that Jacob was fled. They come to him, and when he took his brethren with him, he pursued after him seven days' journey, and they overtook him in Mount Gilead. Jacob had a three-day head start, and Laban got word from his boys, Daddy, what are people going to think? He up and took off. Everybody knows him. Have you ever thought that? Maybe one time. What does other people think? What's people going to think? What people going to think about us? What people going to think about you? What people going to think about me? Uh, that's Are we respecters of, of persons? We are, and I'll tell you what that really boils down to, we respect this person too much. I respect this person. I respect me too much, isn't it? But the enemies of Jacob, his very own people, they pursued him seven days. They pursued him in perfection. The enemies of God's children, they pursue in perfection too. Why? So we know we can't defend ourselves. We can't run fast enough. We can't do anything to outpace them, and we can't escape this world. We can't escape evil, and we can't escape hatred. We're pursued in perfection. But God, that's what lessons will be taught, but God. He was with Jacob, and he promised he was going to be with him. How can we know? Verse 24, And God came to Laban the Syrian in a dream by night, and he said unto him, Take heed that thou speak not to Jacob, either good or bad. (laughs) <laughs> don't don't you say anything good to Jacob, and don't you say anything bad to Jacob. Don't speak to him. That reminded me of a, there's a whole lot more of the sons of Jacob, wasn't it? That was fleeing Israel. They were pursued by Pharaoh and his whole army. They was out to get him, get him, and pursuing an imperfection, wasn't it? And the Lord said, "Against the children of Israel, shall not a dog move his tongue? It ain't gonna say nothing good to you, and it ain't gonna say nothing bad to you." Neither against man nor beast. Why would the Lord do that? Can you imagine walking out and be like, you know what? We ain't had a single dog bark at us in a hundred miles. That dog back here, every time I walk around the corner up there is where I get my good ideas. <laughs> that's where I have to I wanna write stuff down up there. I need to get me a notepad. And I see that dog come up that fence and starts barking, oh man, and I turn back around. And I'll go back down. That's why I'll get my steps in the next hour. Imagine walking by three hundred dogs and not one of them bark at you. What would that mean, would The Lord's a good dog trainer? No, that you may know how the Lord put a difference between the Egyptians and Israel. I'm gonna make a dog show it to you. <laughs> ain't gonna wag his tongue. The Lord said, "Don't you say anything good, and don't you say anything bad. Neither one. Leave him alone. Don't speak to him. If you ain't got nothing good to say, or well, didn't say anything good, don't even, don't puff him up. Don't you bring him down." Why would he say that? David said, Suffer no man to do them wrong. Yea, he reproved kings for their sake, saying, Touch not mine anointed, and do my prophets no harm. That's what the Lord commanded, wasn't it? And Laban does. And other people do. And they killed the prophets of old, didn't they? His anointed is touched. I see it all the time. Why? How could that be? Their condemnation. Those that pursue the Lord's people, those that pursue Christ and seek his evil. That's to their own condemnation and it's to our strengthening. Like Shimei cussing David. He said, The Lord sent him to do that. Let him, let him do what he wants. And I start throwing rocks. Let him throw rocks too. It's fine. The Lord sent it. The Lord sent it. There in Psalm 34 we read, He keepeth his bones and not one of them is broken. What do you ever just have so much weight on you you feel like you're going to break? Lord said, not one of my bones, you ain't going to perish. You might get banged up. little <laughs> You might get bruised a little bit. You'll be all right. Not one bone is going to be separated from the body of Christ. It ain't going to be broken. Verse 25, then Laban overtook Jacob. Now Jacob had pinched his tent in the mount. And Laban said with his brethren pitched in the mount of Gilead. And Laban said to Jacob, why hast thou done? What hast thou done? that thou hast stolen away unawares to me and carried away my daughters as captives taken with the sword. You stole my daughters. What are you doing? Wherefore didst thou flee away secretly and steal away from me and didst not tell me that I might have sent thee away with murder and with songs and with tabret and with harp and hast not suffered me to kiss my sons and daughters. Thou hast now done foolishly in doing so. What a lie. (laughs) He said, we was going to throw a goodbye party. I was going to give you parting gifts. I was going to have some myrrh ready for you. Why would you do this? I'm a good fella. I'm a good person. That's what Laban's saying, isn't it? I just wanted to kiss my precious little angel grandbabies goodbye, and you took that from me. Hogwash. He's lying, isn't he? I've met some family members that I've known for more than 20 years, too. And, boy, I can smell smoke when I smell it. Ain't you? That ain't what they mean. He didn't mean that, not one lick, did he? The Lord's allowing Laban to be Laban. He's allowing Laban to make Laban look good on purpose. Look at verse 29. He goes a step further. It is in the power of my hand to do you hurt. I can hurt you, Jacob. That's in my power to do so. <laughs> the hogwash continues. <laughs> this is part two, isn't it? But the God of your father spake unto me yesternight, night, saying, Take thou heed that thou speakest not to Jacob, either good or bad. He said, It's in my hand. I have the power to do you good. What a fool. What a fool. Somebody else said that, didn't they? Pilate said unto him, Speaketh thou not unto me? Knowest not that I have the power to crucify thee, and I have the power to release thee? Paul told the Almighty God of the universe this. Don't you know what? what he's popping his suspenders. What, don't you know how? What a big deal I am! And the Lord answered and said, "Thou couldst have no power against me, except it were given thee from above. Therefore, he that delivered me into thee hath the greater sin." This is the Lord's doing in it. I've, I've experienced that. I had a captain in Germany. Boy, he's mad at me. He said, I'm going to get you, Thacker. He said, I'm going to lock you up for 30 days, and I'm going to kick you out of the army. He tried his best, too. And I said, only if the Lord allows it, I'm his. You can't touch me. Uh, that didn't go well. <laughs> he, got, he got a little more mad. The story goes on. But I, I'd read that day, when he told me that, I'd read about Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar told Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, he said, you're going to worship my God, and you ain't going to worship yours, he said, you go think it over. You go think long and hard about what I said. And them three got together, and they said, oh, Nebuchadnezzar, we're not careful to answer thee in this matter. I don't need to go think this over. <laughs> they said, if it be so, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of thy hand, O king. But if not, if he burns us, be it known unto thee, O king, we will not serve thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. God's holy, and he's on his throne. And if he sees fit to deliver us, he will. You can't touch us. And if he's going to kill us, that's fine. He'll keep us worshiping him to the end. That's what they said. Now, did we learn anything last hour? What come out of their mouth? Praises to a holy, sovereign God. And what they had experienced, didn't they? Did that avail anything? Nebuchad- what Nebuchadnezzar did was wrong. I just, It hit me like a ton of bricks back in the office 20 minutes ago. That's an evil, wicked man that hates God. was not it? Yes. The answer is yes. And his, God's children profess Christ, <laughs> profess who God was. He'll deliver us. He sees fit to his business. Wait, bow to to you. How was that used? We'll we read over Daniel, four thirty four. When his understanding returned to him, he praised God. That's one of my favorite passages to read out loud. I love it. This was Brother Nebuchadnezzar, wasn't it? Maybe how we conduct ourselves around unbelievers matters. The Lord might be pleased to use it, wouldn't it? Well, that feller I told that to, that captain. I said, "I'm a Lord." I was a little boisterous and popped off at the mouth when I shouldn't have. And I said, I'm God. You can't touch me if you if he don't let it. About a week later, he had to promote me. <laughs> He's trying to kick me out of the oil. We had a thing to do in Africa, and they're going to take 30 people. And for me to be in charge of my crew, I had to be the next rank. And so they said, make it happen. We can only send 30 people to Africa. Secretary of Defense is coming. Promote Thacker. And he said, I ain't doing it. And then the colonel come down. He said, yeah, you are. <laughs> do it. And, buddy, he put them things on me. He was mad as a wet hen. I, I took pride in that. I shouldn't have. but The Lord did it. <laughs> he was Superman. But just like Laban, just like Pilate, and just like that captain that was hateful to me, they could do nothing. They could do nothing unless the Lord commanded it. Christ controls all. Right? He controls everything. Notice what that heathen said, too. It says in verse 29, in this, It is in the power of my hand to do you hurt, but the God of your father spake to me yesterday night. He didn't say our God. He didn't say, my God. He said, the God of your father. Your God did this. Hey, my God. What truth, isn't it? What truth. Now the absurdity of false religion. Verse 30. And now, though thou wast need be gone, because thou sore longest after thy father's house, you just had to get out of here, didn't you? Yet wherefore hast thou stolen my gods? I knew you had to go. I understand that. You wanted to go home, okay? Go have your own life. But why would you take my gods? You stole them. What a foolishness, isn't it? What's a god that can be stolen? There's no god. I told you that before, that little fellow down in Mexico was a teenager, and God saved him. And his dad had a little hut out back that was full of little idols. And he said, Dad, my idols ain't going to do nothing. He said, you leave my idols alone. And they went back and forth for a long period of time. And after a while, that man went to work, and that little boy went out there and took a hammer and busted every one of them porcelain idols except one. And he laid that hammer next to that little porcelain idol. And his dad came home and just lost it. What'd you do? I didn't do nothing. Somebody busted all my idols. He goes, well, dad, that there is holding a hammer. It's sitting right there. He's the one. That's a smoking gun for you. He smashed all them other idols. He took charge. He said, he can't do that. It's a little piece of porcelain. He said, I know that. Now you do. People rubbing them rosary beads and all kinds of foolishness and their bumper stickers and they're saying little flowery words and just chanting scriptures all it is without understanding. It's fake religion. It's false. A God that can be stolen is no God. And second, a plurality of gods is even worse. You mean they couldn't see that coming? (laughs) He had a bunch of them. And they couldn't gang up and not let this happen? (laughs) He knew better, didn't he? His gods were just like Laban. They were spiritually dead. He had all these idols he was holding on to because that's spiritual death. It's spiritual ignorance is what it is. That's the nicest way I could say it. I had a man tell me one time. Oh, he's and it was popular in the area I grew up in. He, had, God has no hands but your hands. Kevin, now you're going to have to do it. God has no hands but your hands. I said, there's a book I want you to read. He said, oh, yeah? I said, it's called Psalms. <laughs> Our God is in the heavens. He hath done whatsoever he hath pleased. Their idols are silver and gold, the works of men's hands. It's works. It's worky. Get that? They have mouths, but they speak not. They have eyes, but they see not. They, a whole group of them couldn't see whoever it was that stole them. They couldn't see Rachel coming. Couldn't go beat her up or hide. They have ears, but they hear not. They have noses, but they smell not. They have hands, and they handle not. Feet, but they don't walk. Neither speak they through their throats. They that make them are like unto them. And so is everyone that trusteth in them. I wrote that down. I thought, man, that's just too harsh. No, it ain't. It's what the Lord just said. If you trust in those things, you just like them. Dead. You graveyard dead. Verse 31, Genesis thirty-one, thirty-one. And Jacob answered, said unto Laban, I left because I was afraid. For I said, peradventure thou was take by force thy daughters from me i left but i didn't mess with your silly idols verse 32 with whomsoever thou findest thy gods i did to leave him but wherever you find them gods let him not live before our brethren discern thou what is thine with me and to take it to thee you go through and you find whatever is yours is yours and you take it for jacob knew not that rachel had stolen them he's going to deal with that in a few more chapters make them put away their idols Verse 33 says, And Laban went into Jacob's tent, into Leah's tent, and into the two maidservants' tent, but he found them not. And then he went out of Leah's tent and entered into Rachel's tent. Now Rachel had taken the images and put them in the camel's furniture and set upon them. And Laban searched all the tent, but found them not. And she said unto her father, he probably said, Well, you stand up. I won't go through that chest you're sitting on. She said unto her father, let, not, let it not displease my Lord that I cannot rise up before thee, for the custom of women is upon me. It was that time of month. It was a menstruation cycle. And he searched but found not the images. He didn't touch what she was sitting on, but he looked around the rest of the place, and he didn't find anything. Why is that important? Why is that in there? First thing that came to my mind was that the sin and the superstition and the lying of Rachel is on display, isn't it? She lied to her husband. She she stole. She lied to her daddy, didn't she? That's to teach us that the daughters of Zion are no different than the sons of Jacob. Well, if we could get a hold of that. Me. Do uh, You understand? There's no male or female. We're all one in Christ. We're all sinners saved by grace, and we just have a, a propensity. We just have a, a a thought in our head that women are more pious and more clean and more tenderhearted and everything else than men are. Uh, Most of the scriptures, the evilness of man. But this is to show us, too, we ain't no different. Women don't need a different Savior than men do. Uh, We don't pray to a different God than we do, and you're just as wicked as I am. That's for the women. I still think I'm worse than... (laughs) I think I love you, honey. But that's so it's that's for the lessons for them. But second, what a picture of the gospel this is. What a picture of the gospel. Our idols were put into a camel's furniture. That's a saddle or a seat or a box, right? It goes on camels. All of our sins put in that. That seat, a mercy seat, and it's covered in blood. You get that? They weren't he was looking for his idols for that sin, couldn't find it, right? What did the Lord say in Jeremiah? In those days and in that time, saith the Lord, the iniquity of Israel shall be sought for, and there shall be none. And the sins of Judah, and they shall not be found, for I will pardon them whom I reserve. Christ paid it all in his blood, didn't he? Well, now, Kevin, that's too forward. That's too rough. I'm too young to say those things, ain't I? Remember old old Brother Barnard? Me and old brother Barnard was the exact same age when he came to Ashland, Kentucky. Do you know that? <laughs> I can't say those things. That's too rough, okay? You imagine being one of Rahab's family members. You imagine being one of Rahab's family members, and you got a daughter that's running a whorehouse. And you prayed for her, and you've pleaded with her, and you've talked to her, and you've said, honey, just stop oh, just stop. Oh, stop. I'll worry for you. And then salvation comes to her. And she comes to her family and says, Now, this whole city's going to perish. You get in that whorehouse. I chose my words perfectly and carefully. You get in that whorehouse, and we're going to get underneath that scarlet cord, and we're going to be saved. You think it would have been hard to do? Well, I don't think this is a good picture. Well, it don't matter what you think, does it? <laughs> get underneath that scarlet Cord and we'll be saved. Told that leper, said, "Go dip into Jordan seven times." <laughs> that's a dirty river. Yeah, go get in it. You're gonna, it's gonna be dirtier whenever you get in there. Jacob had some righteous anger, though, didn't he? Lord tells us, said, "Be angry and sin not." There's a there's a time and a place for righteous anger. Uh, I, uh, Timothy was instructed, and Titus, and I am too, to rebuke them sharply. Uh, that's that's my job somebody comes in here preaching a false gospel talking a bunch of nonsense i'm to shut it down quick not let them seeds take so stop that that ain't what that means that's hard to do i hope i do it in love but there's a time to be angry and don't let the sun go down on it but jacob has some anger with him and and laban agrees and down to verse 43 you can read it at home verse 43 and laban answered and said unto jacob these daughters are my daughters and these children are my children, these cattle are my cattle, and all that thou seest is mine. And what can I do this day unto these my daughters or unto their children which I have born? So I can't, this all came from me. There's a way I could have a claim on it, I guess, but I have no claim on these people. Everything you see, it's yours. It ain't mine. And you've served the time, and you've done fulfilled all the duties of a servant, and you've fulfilled the law, our custom has been fulfilled. And it, though I had claim on it, it's now yours. It's now yours. These daughters ain't my daughters. They're your bride. That's what they are. Now, therefore, come. come. Now, therefore, come thou. Let us make a covenant, I and thou, and let it be a witness between me and thee. That, remember, Laban was a picture of the law, wasn't it? He was changing them wages all the time. Not that the law changes, but we don't know what we're in for. <laughs> you want to keep that law? Don't you hear it? You know what Paul said? Don't you, did you read the law? It's like you got a good handle on what that says. We can't keep it. We can't keep up with it, has it? That law, that picture of the law, now it has no claim on the sons of Jacob, no claim on Jacob's bride, no claim on Jacob's property, does it? And there's going to be a public declaration of that. There's going to be a public declaration. Of that. You can read it later, but Jacob tells his men to gather up all these stones and build a pil- pillar as part of this covenant. Down in verse 51. It says, And Laban said unto Jacob, Behold this heap, and behold this pillar which I have cast betwixt me and thee. And heap, this heap be witness, and this pillar be witness, that I will not pass over this heap to thee, and that thou shalt not pass over this heap and this pillar unto me for harm. What does the law said to us? It has no charge on us. The law, the law has no claim on you. Christ has fulfilled the law. Every jot and every tittle in in, in perfection. He's he's completed all of it for you. Now, we're on that side of the pillar. Don't go back to the law. You see that? This heap be witness, this pillar be witness that I will not pass over this heap to thee. I ain't coming to you. (laughs) And that thou shalt not pass over the heap in this pillar unto me. What happens if you do that? What happens if you go back to a little bit of law for harm? For harm. That's what it says, isn't it? That ain't good. That's bad. The God of Abraham, the God of Nahor, the God of their father, judged betwixt us. The father's judged that. It, it? And Jacob swore by the fear of his father Isaac. And Jacob offered a sacrifice upon the mount. called his brethren to eat bread and they did eat and tarried all night in the mount. They worshiped God. They had a sacrifice. They thanked the Lord for everything that just took place. We reckon come out of his mouth. Lord, I was fearful when I shouldn't have been fearful. You told me I didn't believe. Oh, forgive me my sin. Forgive me my unbelief. I thought of the words of Paul too. Just in between a father-in-law and a son-in-law, if it be possible, as much as life in you, live peaceably with all men. That's hard, isn't it? How did our Lord teach us to pray? Forgive us our sins. It'd be a sinner if you have sins forgiven. As, after the manner we forgive others. You ever come short of that? Christ forgave you. That means all the, uh, brother Gabe said the other day, uh, all the, the guilt's gone and, and the resentment and the memory of it, that's forgiveness. Like, well, I forgive you, but <laughs> that ain't forgiveness. Uh, I looked at my wife and I said, I don't think I've ever forgave anybody. Oh, how How do you want your sins forgiven? As we forgive others, Lord, teach me to forgive. Give me faith. Make me believe you to forgive my brother. Increase our faith. As much as it lie in you, live peaceably with all men. What an opportunity to declare the gospel, isn't it? I told you I got this message and the other one, flip-flop. <laughs> There's a lot going on. There's so many emotions going on. There's so much change taking place. And we got so much going on in our lives, isn't it? We're going to worship God. Let's go up and sacrifice. That's what worship is, isn't it? Sacrifice. Let's, let's go exalt Christ. Verse 55, and early in the morning, Laban rose up. And kissed his sons and his daughters and blessed them. And Laban departed and returned unto his place. He went back where he's supposed to be. <laughs> he got put in his place. Didn't? I hope Lord teaches some things out of that. Give us a broken heart and ability to trust him. Father, thank you for this word. Lord, we're so prone to be in fear and worry and unbelief and Speak to our souls your salvation. Make us be aware that you're with us. Christ is on his throne, ruling and reigning all things for his glory and for our good. Lord, allow us to forgive others and those that despitefully use us and pray for them. They they just might be our brother Nebuchadnezzar, Keep that in our minds and what sin you've forgiven in us. Oh, give, break my heart. Make me compassionate towards all people. Have your praises and your sovereignty and your power come out of my lips. Forgive me for Countless times and not. Thank you for your son. It's in his name that we ask. it. Amen.